Now for this month's special series on ReachMD, focus on future medicine. We're looking ahead to pivotal breakthroughs and technologies that will transform healthcare in the coming years. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Albert Einstein said that, and it's a favorite quote of our guest, who has found a novel way of combining high fashion and high-tech biomaterials. Welcome to a special segment focusing on the future of medicine. I'm Dr. Jason Bernholtz, your host, and joining us today is Dr. Nicholas Kotov, a professor of chemical engineering at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. We will be discussing the potential medical uses of nanotube fabrics. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about the special properties of carbon nanotubes and whether you're making carbon nanotube encrusted fibers was fortuitous or whether you had a specific application in mind? I need to say that carbon nanotubes have a number of fantastic and amazing properties. As a part of the big family of nanomaterials that is being investigated now by many scientists, specifically for carbon nanotubes, I would point out the high conductivity, high electrical conductivity, strength, and potential biocompatibility. And I will address the biocompatibility issue probably again later on because it's quite uh, controversial still. When we would, let's say, in respect to electrical conductivity and mechanical properties, carbon nanotubes manifest them. When you stretch them or you measure the transport of electrons at nanometer scale, so, for instance, you put two electrodes on each side of the carbon nanotube. And under these circumstances, you can see amazingly high currents and amazingly fast transport of charges. But as you can imagine, this is the domain of academic researchers and putting two electrodes around carbon nanotubes can be done in university by using quite sophisticated equipment, but it's possibly not the arrangement that we want to have for the utilization of carbon nanotubes in everyday life. In that respect, the greatest challenge that comes before nanotechnology currently is the transfer of these amazing properties that many nanomaterials have from the nanometer scale to a macroscopic scale. We want to have this high conductivity and high stress manifested in a large macroscopic devices and objects and materials that everybody can hold in their hands. You had mentioned about attaching electrodes and the marvelous conductivity. What about making the carbon nanotubes into sensors or electrodes so you can have a gigantic array, for example, for mapping surface EKGs across the chest? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably exactly the type of applications that uh, these materials, these devices can be good at. 
if the conductivity is high, then the changes of conductivity in respect to, for instance, just slight variations of electrical field generated by human organs can be registered with great accuracy and precision. What I also want to point out is that urban nanotubes applications for physiology and for making sensors for humans is probably the most attractive and the most viable field of applications of carbon tubes. In the same time, if you imagine the manufacturing challenges which should be faced or have to be faced by the people who would produce these arrays for monitoring of EKG, then the question would be how big is the gain of making these devices by a novel, more expensive and more exotic technique from more exotic material as compared to the traditional techniques to register EKG. If you're just joining us, you're listening to a special segment focusing on the future of medicine. I'm Dr. Jason Bernholtz, your host, and joining us today is Professor Nicholas Kotov from the Departments of Chemical, Biomedical, and Materials Science and Engineering at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. We're discussing the potential medical uses of nanotube fabrics. Professor Kotov, I have to say you seem to hold a vast number of potential patent applications, which impresses me very much and which I hope you'll be very successful successful with. I understand that one of your main things has been to get carbon nanotubes to adhere permanently to cotton fibers so that you can weave them into cloth that has special properties. Is smart cloth your term? Oh, yeah. We call it electronic fabric or the smart fabric. By the way, I just had a thought. This has not to do with the smart properties, but carbon nanotubes are typically very, very strong for their size. And I'm wondering if if you thought about making very, very tiny fibers that are laced with carbon nanotubes for their strength so that maybe you would have almost a macromolecular-sized suturing material. That's interesting. Yes, I mean, that's a very realistic technology that you're suggesting. I might just add here that we not only can uh, utilize the strength of the carbon nanotubes, but also their electrical properties in this way. And this would lead not only just to the suture materials, but also to implantable devices for excitation of electrically excitable tissues, for instance, neurons and heart and other muscles. And I need to point out that there are quite dynamic development of this kind of technologies which are utilizing the properties of carbon nanotubes to interface with brain and peripheral neural system. Oh, from the conductive properties of the nanotubes. That's a very good idea. And also quite interesting, and you're quite correct here, that mechanical strength turns out to be very significant for such implantable devices 
because when the material is strong, you can reduce the dimensions of the implantable device. And this reduces also long-term inflammation reactions. And for everybody who ever dealt with implantable electronics and stimulating electrodes knows that this is very significant for problem for this kind of devices and medical technologies. Now, one of your works is entitled Chemical Sensing Properties of Molecularly Laced Nanotubes, which seems to say it all. I'm wondering if you've thought about using smart cloth to identify any biomarkers in sweat or tears, or maybe to identify pathogens in a wound. Oh, yes, absolutely. That's to a large degree what we are working on currently. A technique that we described in the recent publication on the smart cloth is quite universal. We incorporated antibody between the carbon nanotubes, and these antibodies can be extracted by the target protein. And antibodies can be selected for any kind of protein or for any kind of biologically relevant target or molecule. So composition of sweat or urine can be analyzed right on you, basically right on your body. And there is certainly a lot of potential applications and quite interesting possibilities for development of smart fabric, which would also be quite healthy and wearable and can be a helpful diagnostic as well as monitoring device which could help the people with, for instance, diabetes or some other diseases to take necessary drugs on time as well as to adhere to, for instance, a particular regimen of exercise and you can imagine all the other potential applications from here. Well, I hope you don't mind my making a little humorous comment about the topic that is, after all, very important and very serious, which is that your work makes a whole new dimension to the concept of designer clothing. I would say it's not the humorous comment, but actually a very business-oriented one. And I tell you the truth that there are quite a lot of advanced designers of garments who are expressing a lot of interest in obtaining the samples of the smart uh, fabric. I always thought that molecular biologists made very good designers of many things. That's true, because they do everything from scratch, basically from the level of atoms. Now, have you thought about using smart cloth to repel things, using it, for example, as an antimicrobial, an anti-allergen, or an anti-anything else? Yes, we had considered these kind of applications. And, for instance, one very interesting realization of that, it would be impregnation of the smart fabric with a particular anti-allergenic antibodies or other molecules which could be released upon contact with the allergen. 
And that kind of release, it can be done automatically. So the fabric will judge by itself, if you want, when to release it and when not to release. But also, due to the electrical conductivity, one can also envision the electrical tuning of the release rate of the drugs. Well, Professor Kotov, this has been fascinating. I hope you and your students will have astounding success in this area. Thank you very much. We hope so, too. I'm Dr. Jason Bernholtz, and you've been listening to a special segment focusing on the future of medicine on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to this month's special series, Focus on Future Medicine. For a program guide and a complete list of shows, please visit us at ReachMD.com.